Somebody save me from this show. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Ugh, I do not know. Hey guys, welcome to Talking at the Talon. I'm Bess. I'm Alex. And we are joined this week by Things with Wings. Hello! So, we just watched Season 1, Episode 4, X-Ray. And... Is it called X-Ray? It's actually called X-Ray, yes. Amazing. <laughs> and there was... This episode was a lot. <laughs> well, so so what happens in this episode? There's like... An A-plot and a B-plot, and they're kind of connected. Uh, actually, there's, well, there's... There's, there's an A-plot and an, a couple of B-plots? Yeah, there's, so there's, like, two B-plots. There's a there's a Clark B-plot and a Lana B-plot. Yeah, but it, then there's also, like, Lex's, like, C-plot, which has nothing to do with anything else. Sure, that's true. That's true. So, um... It's kind of amazing to discover that there's plots. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I mean, right? Lex's thing is... Like two scenes, so yeah. I don't know if that counts as a three. Plot. I think, but Maybe. yeah, but that's that becomes an ongoing recurring right. thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. actually yeah. they're just laying the groundwork for the arc. Yeah, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> Actual arcs. Um. Okay. So basically, Clark discovers his X-ray vision essentially. Right. And so that's the first one of their like Clark gains a new power and has to figure out how to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, episodes, which, which I forgot there was one this early, but they kind of fall, all follow the same template, which is like, Clark is like, I can do this thing, but I can't control it. And then his parents are like, well, we've got a lot of good advice about this because we totally know how to deal with people suddenly <laughs> developing superpowers. Um, so, so calm. Yeah, you know, they're just really chill about it. And like, they're like well, here are the, the exercises chill. you need to do to, to deal with this because yeah. somehow we can just Exercise come your eyeball muscle. <laughs> Actual <laughs> advice given to Superman in yes. this episode. Well, yeah, yes. the direct quote was, your eyes have muscles just like your legs. <laughs> so... <laughs> How that relates to <laughs> the ability to see through walls. <laughs> also, I feel like Clark doesn't need to exercise his leg muscles in order to run really well, fast. Well, yeah, I don't think he must be getting a lot of resistance, so he can't yeah. really be exercising. I mean, really, he shouldn't have any muscles yeah. at all. Mm. But, I mean... We can move on. Yeah. Science! <laughs> um, so Clark develops x-ray vision. He uses it to <laughs> creepily look through a wall at school and see into the girls' locker room. Yeah, oh, um, and I wanted to... Okay, so in that scene, they're, like, doing rope climbing in gym. Oh, yeah, and there's no um, mats under there. There's no mat. And also, like... Clark falls. Falls. From a great height. And then from they're just like, no, more. from yeah. over, it, it, it was, I'm pretty sure that was over 10 feet. Oh, and yeah. like, obviously and, he is fine. And but he like, falls on his back. If he had back. not been Clark, he yeah. would not be fine. Yeah, Pete was climbing and if Pete had fallen. <laughs> right. And yeah, and nobody acts like, oh my god, holy shit, Clark, like, did you break your back? Like, that could cause, like, serious permanent damage. Like, yeah. that hard gym floor falling from over 10 feet directly on your back? Which and yeah, why you would not do that with well, yeah without the mats. Like, That's aren't not... enough aren't enough of Clark's graduating class dying from mysterious <laughs> circumstances? Do they also have to die from criminal like negligence? Yeah, seriously, just like high school is so fucking unsafe, man. Yeah, it's incredible. So anyway, so so that all happens, and then the a plot is Lizzie Kaplan plays this girl who can shape shift, and um. The first thing she does with that yeah. is in the opening scene of the episode, pretends to be Lex and tries to withdraw all his money from the bank. 
Yes. Uh, and does not succeed, and then robs the bank with a gun. Which, where did she get the gun? Who knows? Yeah, yeah that's um, a good question. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yep. <laughs> um, and then she goes home and is like, Hey mom, guess what? I have all this money now. All our problems are solved. And her mom is like, Oh no, honey, did you do the thing again? And then she's like, What are you doing, mom? Shut up! And then she shoved her down the stairs. On a, yeah, well, down her a mom says, stairs. there's like a line where her mom says, Did you rob the bank yesterday? Yeah. And this phone that's like, you know, like, Oh, the, did, did you, you do this thing bed again? This yeah, morning. right. Like, I... <laughs> Oh, yeah. But then her mom falls down the stairs and dies, so, like, of the people who have actually died, parents of meteor mutants is yes, really high Yes, we're, we're two for two on parents of meteor mutants in terms of deaths. Um, it's also worth noting that a fall down the stairs into a coat rack can kill you, but a fall from yes. a rope in gym class onto a hard floor Correct. is Correct. And, like, a direct fall. Yeah. Like, nothing broke his fall there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. <laughs> um... So, so she dies, and, but, because Lizzie Kaplan's character can shapeshift, she turns into her mom and, like, pretends to be her mom at multiple points in this episode to try and pretend like her mom is not dead. Um, and shoves her mom in a cupboard in their antique store. Yeah. Which is really grisly, and I was surprised. (laughs) Yeah, there's a scene, and there's a scene where Martha goes into her mom's antique store and tries to get a lamp that... She, they'd been fixing there. And then uh, Tina's been pretending to be her mom, and then at the end of it she shapeshifts into Clark, steals their truck, and tries to run Martha down, which now thinking about it, I'm not sure why. Why? Why? What was the reason for I that? I guess Martha, Martha was like suspicious, money. I guess. Yeah, she like, the money from the bank robbery. Right, right. And so she was trying she to was... eliminate the witness by creating a whole bunch more right, problems. Right, like yeah. a whole bunch more problems, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to, to some extent, like, her complete incompetence at crime is, like, probably pretty realistic. Right, I mean, she's, she's a like, 15. In high school. Yeah. <laughs> so... Who has just suddenly, uh, presumably suddenly, developed a superpower and is like, well, I can do all this stuff with it. Well, but, okay, like, so that's my question, too. Well, yeah, it's not... her mom was like, did you do the thing again? Which, yeah, like... Yeah, her mom did seem to know that she... Yeah, her mom knew that she... And then they talked about how she had, later in the episode, they talked about how when she was a child, she'd had, like, a rare bone disease. She had a soft bone disease. She had a soft she bone, had a bone disease. disease. Yes. And... She was born on the night of the meteor shower or something. No, she, no, she, she was, couldn't have been no, born. No, 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 no. They were she, doing an operation? They were doing an operation yeah. and the, um, like the night of the meteor shower. Right, so her and bones then, were exposed. And then she, like, recovered after that. Right. So, like, yeah, she actually, was, like, presumably cured. she's had she's had this to some extent since. Since childhood. Right. So, but, so they also say that apart from shape-shifting, she's, like, really strong. And they keep yeah, talking about... Yeah, she throws Clark through a window at the beginning and then through a wall in the barn later in the episode. And Clark says her bones are, like, weird and green. Yeah. Um, and that's what makes her so strong. Which... And also able to change her face, hair, and clothing. Right. Yeah. And they keep talking about her shape-shaping in terms of, like, it's all about her bone structure. Right, but like, then she shapeshifts no. clothing. <laughs> Except then later in the episode, she seems to be able... Like, the, the, the thing where she steals Martha's keys and... And gets in their car and turns into Clark. She she's copied Clark's exact outfit there, which yeah, she yeah. saw Clark wearing. And she wouldn't um, have had time to like go find a right. huge turtle. But then later and, in the episode, yeah. she has to do this whole thing where she pretends to be Lana so that she can get Whitney's letter jacket specifically, so that she can like properly pretend to be Whitney. Which like, if you can shapeshift clothes, why did you need to go all that to all that trouble to get his actual letter jacket? Why can't you just shapeshift the jacket? But 
the fact that she can shapeshift any of these clothes makes no sense if it's about her bones, which also doesn't make sense for the shapeshifting no. because she is mostly changing the soft tissue. The degree to which they did not care about <laughs> <laughs> the in this episode is really astonishing. I mean, like, several of the scenes in which she pretends to be Lana are clearly not to any practical purpose. Right. She just, like, okay. wants to pretend to be Lana. So do we want to talk her. about the way that she's obsessed with Lana? Because yeah. this also, no. there's a lot of parallels between this and the bug episode. Right. I mean, like, just everyone's obsessed with Lana to start yeah. with, yeah, but, like, it's, like it's very specific. But, like, yeah, the, the exact way in which she's obsessed with Lana is very similar to like the way Greg to... was two episodes ago. Well, except with the, the whole additional, like, trying to be her well, um, single right. white female, that whole trope thing. Right. Where she's trying to, like, buy clothes that look like her and keeps saying how they look alike and they look like sisters and she's one of the things that she keeps trying to do is like get (laughs) Lana to agree to have her move in because she says that she's I I think it's really funny that she says that her mom's moving to her metropolis and just is like you can move in with your friend considering that's like literally what Lana does in like season two or three moves in with Chloe when her aunt moves to metropolis yeah (laughs) it's true well done show um, <laughs> told you it was possible. Yeah, <laughs> it was um, natural, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she keeps so, talking about how like Lana's perfect and Lana should be happy with her life and doesn't have any right to be sad. I don't know. Well, like, that's the thing that she says at the end. There's also oh, she has all this like entitled stuff with Lana that is. I mean, very similar to the way Greg talked in, right. in episode two, and the whole thing just like. Fritz is really femme slashy. Yeah, well, I mean, no, oh, yeah. and, like, it definitely is. And, like, they, this was slightly less explicitly that than I remember the second episode being. The second episode right. was, like, really blatant Yeah, about so, it. so this character... When she comes back in season Yeah, two. she doesn't die. They have her in actually, yeah, ambulance at the sure end, what... and, and they're like, well, she's never going to be able to hurt anybody again. But they, like, didn't yeah, say it's why. it's not like a shapeshifter could ever escape from custody. Like, right. Like, what did what did Clark do that would make her not be able to shapeshift ever again? He shoved her into a tree. Oh. <laughs> and then she hit her head and was unconscious and shapeshifted back. Right. That doesn't actually imply that she's never going to be well, able to do it again. Okay, probably in the ambulance they did the can she shapeshift stick test. <laughs> right? It's it's really simple. It's like blood glucose. So you yeah. Can <laughs> sure. Oh, okay, she's she's not going to shapeshift anymore. I feel like in Smallville, they genuinely do need a, like, <laughs> kryptonite power stick to That's yeah. reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm like, so also, they what did they, what did they like, like, what did they tell the people who, like, arrested her or whatever yeah. happened? Like, Which, she's a shapeshifter. Oh, by like, the way, that, we've like, been mentioning the past few episodes, like, where are the Smallville police? When do they ever show up? They do show up in this episode. We actually see the police. They did, yeah, for three seconds, they yes. asked one question and then they left. Yes. They yeah. never showed up again. Yep. Yes. But yep. they did But they exist. existed, which is yes. more than in the last few episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, through multiple deaths. And car explosions and car crashes and... I, I think it's kind of amusing, though, that the only reason the police showed up is because Clark sent them an anonymous tip. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Clark is the only force to <laughs> yeah. activate the police. Yeah. And they were, like, they just never do anything unless someone specifically contacts them. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a murder, but, like, we're not going to do anything about it unless someone, like, tells us something We haven't about had it any complaints about the murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so... So that all happened, and then well, and so given the whole like her... oh yeah, so so this character shows up again later in a later episode. Is it in season two? I think it's season two. Yeah, yeah. 
So we'll come back to this later. But there but is... But I thought it was really interesting in this episode that Clark, a couple of times, was, like, talking about Tina and was like, I understand what it's like to have a secret and to be different and to want to be normal. And, like, that hasn't turned up with any of the previous Meteor Mutants nearly this strongly. True. And, like, how much she's queer-coded and, like, that whole The connection there, like, yeah. Yeah. The, like... Clark's powers and being closeted about them kind of queer metaphor was really strong with that. Yeah, kind of I, I definitely yeah. feel like that was strong this episode. And and it you're right, it hasn't showed up. Clark hasn't explicitly, I don't think, identified with any of the meteor mutants right. that have showed up so far, really, in the same way that he kind of did with Tina. Right. Um, and <laughs> that's... Because they're both in love with Lana. To start <laughs> right. I mean, and, like, I think you're completely right that it's, you know the way that it plays into Clark's queer coding and, like, the sort of standard superhero right, right. queer coding thing. But also it's it's comes from that single white female trope, which is right. super queer to begin with. Yeah, like it's, yeah. it's meant to cover over women want to be you, right. not be with you. So it, well, no, like, it like, yeah. brings it in. I, I find think. that really interesting because it seems like there's something in that about, like, it being, like, threatening somehow that there's, like, no... It, with desire, there's no boundary between the, like, object of desire and the subject of yes. desire. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's always, like, historically associated with narcissism and so forth, and that's, you know, how it's supposed to look here, right? Like, yeah. she... Yeah, right. Wants to be Lana. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, it's this show, man. It comes <laughs> up so often in this show, and, like, I don't... Yeah. Like, we've talked about this, but I don't think, like, they were... I mean, like, they were obviously aware of some aspects of this, but, like, I don't think they were, like, trying to do it as much as it really comes across so frequently in this show. It's clear from the writing that they weren't trying to do very much. Yeah, right. Or they weren't capable of doing yeah, very much right. on purpose. This right. episode, oh, this, this, I would call this, so we talked last episode about, like, this episode was, like, kind of surprisingly decent for an episode of Smallville. This episode was not. This episode right. was well, very like, typical Like, one quality. of the things that I thought was, like, pretty good about the last episode was that, like, everyone's individual plots, like, tied together and had thematic stuff. Right. But, like, here that is oh. definitely not so, true. So, speaking of, yeah, basically the only one, so, so we've talked a lot about, yeah, so Clark's X-ray vision and the A-plot with Tina and the shape-shifting. And the, the X-ray vision kind of tied into the Tina right. plot because I mean, Clark the, could, like, yeah. see the kryptonite in her bones or whatever. <laughs> Um, but the other two plots did not really tie into to, to much of anything, one of which was Lana. Um, so Lana had a lot this episode about, um, stuff with how she, like, feels weird about... Well, she found an old diary of yeah. her mom's, and that diary was, like, her mom's teenage diary, and a lot of it was, like, I'm not happy being a cheerleader, and I don't like my life, or whatever. Yeah. And Lana was, like accusing her aunt of having lied to her about what her mom was like, which is, like... It was very uh, manufactured. Yeah. yeah. It's just very weird. Like, what? I don't know. Um, well, and then Nell was all like, I was telling you, like, what I thought you wanted to hear. Or, like, or what I thought you could deal with. Yeah, right. Which right. is, like, what even were you telling her? Were you like, yeah, your mom was a cheerleader and she loved it. Like, were you telling her that Was this established in the like, previous episode? Not really. No. Not really. <laughs> yeah, they didn't really... Yeah, no. No. It doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense. No. So this this is all just, like, weird and manufactured. So, so Lana and Nell specifically talks about, like, 
your, but like your, her diary ends before she gave her, your mother was like the valedictorian and gave the graduation speech and she gave this graduation speech, which is like so specific about how like, like I never did anything in Smallville, but yeah. maybe my children can. Like, I, I never accomplished anything <laughs> yeah, in this that's town, it. I think. Yeah. And, but, but maybe my children will, which is like what, why... Who? Why would you open a no, graduation speech? Graduation speech. No. And also, like, so she has to, like, she's trying to track down the graduation speech and gets Chloe to help, which I think this is, like, the first, like, Chloe-Lana interaction yeah, we've had, Yeah, really. basically, previous to this, Chloe has only talked about Lana in the right. context of, like, Clark's crush on her. Yeah. Um, they haven't really interacted prior to this at all that we've seen, I don't think, and we don't get the impression that they're really friends. Yeah. Um... But, but so, like, yeah, and they, they, Chloe, like, looks for it in the newspaper records, but they, like, didn't print it or whatever, and it's, yeah. like, supposed to be, like, I think that it was somehow a scandalous speech that they didn't want. Yeah. But, like, it's never really yeah. clear, like, what about it was so scandalous, because or, like, what the show even the point of it was. It. Yeah, yeah. The, show, the show has, they, eventually they find a tape of it, and Lana, in yeah, the last Chloe, scene, Chloe finds a tape for Lana for, by ways. Eh, um, um, yeah. And Lana put, plays it in the, in a truck in the rain. Yes. Um, but they only have her say the first line and then, like, fade out, so I, we still don't really know what that speech was about, no. or, like, why. No. In a way, that was a smart decision, because there's no way they could have actually written a speech that would be interesting, that would be worth any of the, you know, right. people that they went through, so, but also it's just really... Yeah, yes. they could have at some point actually made it clear, you... like, what the thesis of the speech was right. supposed right. to be. Which is <laughs> super unclear. <laughs> like, give Lana some connection to her mother, other than, she existed and made a speech. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's supposed to be, like, Lana's talking about, like, oh, she felt the same way I did, but, like, the way that they both feel is just, like, generically teenage angsty. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really broad um, <laughs> And I'm sorry, guys. I know I keep harping on this ep- episode after episode, but I gotta come back to... Okay, so Lana goes to Chloe to track down her mom's speech, right? <laughs> and they're in the newspaper office. And I've had all these questions about the newspaper, and I keep coming back to this, like, okay, they're supposed to be freshmen, and this is, like, the beginning of the year, and Chloe is the only person at the newspaper, and, like... It's a small high school. Nobody else seems to be on the newspaper. Chloe seems to act as if, like, she's been doing this for years and running this newspaper for years. And, like, we we were like, is this, like, a joint thing with the junior high? Is this, like, did, was was everybody on the newspaper staff seniors who graduated last year? Well, they all like, died from kryptonite <laughs> attacks. And so... It, entirely be. possible <laughs> yeah. with, this, with this town. Oh, and they definitely don't follow up on last episode from what her office was set on fire. Oh, yeah. And right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah, because her office no was burned doing. down last episode. So um, it's totally fine now. Yeah, no, and, like, she has computers and everything in there again, so that's totally fine. Um, and they, so, oh, and our other our other theory was maybe Chloe created the newspaper. So in this thing where, where Lana goes to Chloe, they explicitly have, like, Chloe talks about how that was... PC or pre-computer. <laughs> like, that is the what? I no, it's the opposite. No, that I mean it's Chloe, on a computer. No, PC. Chloe, right? This like Chloe's supposed to like come up with her own weird little expressions, and most of them are kind of terrible. No, but that was especially that was like, so wow. bad. That was so bad. But so so she talks about well, like I think she also says that she's writing an article on the fact that one of the cheerleaders has mono, which seems like. 
Notice that all the cheerleaders have mono because they're sluts, which discredits them yeah. and proves that cheerleaders are awful sluts. Yes. Uh, that's, of that, course. I, I feel like there should be some oversight in the school newspaper to stop her. For <laughs> 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 one freshman girl gets to write the whole thing. Yes. This, whatever she yes. wants. No, exactly. And so if all the cheerleaders have mono, then I assume they're just kissing each other. Yeah, no, yeah. that's legit. But, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, if no one else... Makes yeah. sense. None of the boys have mono. Right. right. It's all about the ch- only the cheerleaders have mono. Yeah. It's not the cheerleaders and the football team. No, no. Nope. The cheerleaders have mono. So, I mean, clearly, yes, we could obviously oh. conclude that the cheerleaders are all kissing each other. Good. Um, Good now, <laughs> but... So, so this newspaper has clearly existed for, like, a long time. Yeah, because like they it, have it all has these... to have been going. Yeah. At so least since 1977. Right. right, exactly. So, so Chloe didn't create the newspaper. They have all these records. Like, clearly there was a newspaper staff at some point. So, yeah, basically all of our theories about, like, why the fuck Chloe is the only person who, who writes for the newspaper in the newspaper office, who runs the whole thing. We do not, we, all of our explanations, we, we... No, it's, it's, nope, nope. Well, I mean, Smallville's supposed to be a small school, and I always find it really funny when writers who clearly have no idea what a small school is like try to write one on TV, because I actually went to a small school. Oh, see, yeah, yeah we, see, okay, because yeah, we, we did not, we went, person high we, we went to a very large so, inner city right. public high school, so please tell us, like, <laughs> okay. how inappropriately in okay, There were 30 people in my graduating class, okay? okay. So, and it's a small rural town. Smallville, I don't know what the population is. I'm sure it fluctuates hugely based on episodes. Yes. But um, I think we're given to understand that at least Clark would know everybody in his graduating class, right? I think we can assume Maybe it's a hundred people or something. Right. That that seems like... Like, maybe pretty right. accurate, I think. It's kind of far-fetched that there would be a permanent designated newspaper office to me. Especially oh, if it's, like, yeah. six rooms big, right, with <laughs> ten computers in 2001. Well, I mean, but, it's... Yeah, they had... So last episode, they showed the, the, the newspaper, newspaper office, office a lot had, like, because it burned had, down. Like, right. two or three computers. Yeah, they had, like, three, like, IMAX in, like, 2001. <laughs> and, like, and Chloe's entire, like, wall of weird, and, like, it Which was, is like, also a waste, since Chloe's the only one who ever, like, writes the newspapers. So right. They don't, like, I mean, need three computers. Theoretically, Clark and Pete are right, on but, the like, staff, but like that's because Chloe when she, like, makes, makes them, them do yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, no, it's, it's just ridiculous to me that there would be a whole newspaper office. I mean, even that there's a school newspaper is maybe a little far-fetched, to begin with? Sure. I mean, there could be if someone in the 70s, you know, decided that it was going to be their project and it became a tradition, but it's just... Well, and I can maybe fudge that because, like, they really wanted to go hard on, like, the Chloe, plucky girl reporter thing. Yeah, I mean, sure, it obviously sets up your, your themes and connects you to, like, sure. Superman history and stuff. That's right. fine. It's fine that it's there. I'm just yeah. saying it's not really. Although it's, no. it's kind of weird as, like, set up for Superman that, like, Clark is... So reluctant. He hates ever being a reporter. (laughs) He hates it. And it's also weird. Alex and I were talking about this the other night about um how Chloe is absolutely, really clearly like a Lois prototype. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes it kind of awkward when they introduce Lois in season four, even though like she really should not showing up <laughs> no, at this point in the story. Yeah. No, and well, <laughs> yeah. and she's Chloe's cousin. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess being a plucky girl reporter just runs in the family. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. But, so like, so that that whole thing is just very like, okay, you felt the need to do that thing. Yeah, there were but people, yeah. I remember in season one, there were people in the fandom who were like, 
Um, oh, is Chloe going to change her name to Lois Lane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's a really popular. That's theory. what we were yeah, talking about Lois the other night. Up. Is yeah. yeah, we were talking about the fan, the old fan theory that Chloe was actually Lois. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's a whole digression. Okay, so yeah, and then there's yeah. the, like, Lex Yeah, so there's plot. there's a Lex C-plot, right. which, as as you said, um, was basically just set up for this upcoming arc. So yeah. there's a reporter from Metropolis who shows up, and so remember how, like, the first thing that Tina does is rob the bank, shapeshifted into Lex. And so there's all these headlines about Lex Luthor robs a bank, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so this Metropolis reporter shows up and is all like, and and basically tells Lex that, um, you know, oh, people loved this story so much and they're eager for more, like, smear reporting on you, basically. And so he, and, and he there's- has access to Lex's- Juvie yeah, Lex has a sealed juvie record, which this dude has access to, and he threatens to, he basically, he blackmails Lex. To expose the truth about Club, Club Zero. Zero. Yeah. Which, like, they don't actually, the Club Zero episode isn't until season two, right? Right, so there were so 8,000 fan right. theories about <laughs> what actually happened in Club Zero, which were way more interesting. Yeah. And, you know. Um, isn't that just typical of this show, though? Yeah. Like. And then they actually yeah. asked the episode and everyone was like, oh. Well, I kind of imagine that they wrote this before they decided what that was going to be. I'm sure. So they were just like, well, a thing happened. Mysterious. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so this dude blackmails Lex, and Lex pays him, but then is like... If you don't help me do this thing, I'm going to delete every part of your identity, which is like... Yeah. yeah, can you do that though? Lex I mean, will steal your social security <laughs> number <laughs> somehow. Yeah, like I, you know, people with a lot of money can probably do lots of stuff, but I don't know about like just that—the level of erasing your really existence. I, I mean, I yeah. mean, also very quickly too. Yeah, like he—he's put that in motion like within a day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other thing too, I mean. I think this a lot of this is like they're all like hinting at like Lex is going to be an evil mastermind, yeah. which they actually directly yeah, the, the hinting with an and yeah, promise I'm not a criminal mastermind. Yeah, yeah, which is no. The line he says to yeah, so at the beginning of the episode, when everybody is like Lex Luthor robs bank, Lex shows up at the Kent's house and is like Clark, and Clark is like I because Clark was one of the witnesses and. He's like, it looked just like you, Lex, but I don't believe that's something you would do. And Lex is like, Clark, I promise you I'm not a criminal mastermind. Which, wow, show, wow, <laughs> good job. Overwhelming. Well, and then there's that bit where um, Clark says, if you were a criminal mastermind, you would have worn a mask. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Alex, Alex yeah. said, you know, if... Yeah, it's really rich of, of Clark Kent to be telling anyone to wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Did you ever read, um, I know that there were, there were fix where people, like, tried to come up with a reason why... Oh, yeah, he's got, like, a hard light a hologram. hard light hologram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a hard light hologram. Yeah. That the fortress made or whatever. Yeah, yeah. just... Oh, so many, there are so many theories on the internet, not just in, like, small little fandom about, oh, yeah, like, like actual how comics. Clark yeah. Kent. Or that, like, I think in comics, there people used to say they were, like, oh, well, people used to say in comics that he had, like, super hypnosis that somehow worked even through photographs. So, like, <laughs> sure. that, the, yeah, I don't know, he just yeah. emanated, like, rays of 
hypnotic, don't notice I'm the same person, or something. Yes. So. <laughs> Makes as much sense as anything Seems else. Seems like a natural evolutionary yeah. thing you could develop yeah. on Krypton. Well, um, this was, I think, in the, like, era of comics where he had, Was that, like, like Silver Age? Silver Age, where yeah. he had, like, yeah. super fucking Everything. shooting tiny versions of himself out of his fingers. Right. Silver Age definitely <laughs> happened. Um... But that's 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 a whole separate thing. But anyway, so so they dropped that juicy little Clark. I'm not a criminal mastermind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this dude, so so Clark like blackmails this dude Lex. right back. Or, yeah, blackmails so, him into Lex, yeah, helping him investigate Clark. He doesn't say Clark. No, he's like so, shows him the like showroom who's set up with the car that he crashed into. He's got a special room for it yeah. already. In yes. episode four. Yeah. Yep. They, yeah, they lay the groundwork for his like shrine really early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so they do that, and, um, and so he's like, yeah, you're a resourceful journalist, like, you must help me investigate how I survived this car like, crash. Just, man, that's such a bad decision. You, you can't trust this guy. Like, you obviously can't trust this guy. His, his last name is Nixon. His last name is Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Nixon. He tried to blackmail you. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. So, I mean, and that sets up the, like, season one kind of arc that starts with this guy but yeah so this so this guy shows up again i mean i also feel like yeah like lex is really kind of like there's something about like the level of lex's evil where it's sort of like higher i feel like in series one in sometimes season one um than like like he gets like less evil in season like two and three and yeah. then, like after that, more evil again. That's true. You should. You guys should be making a chart. <laughs> like Lex, like, Lex how time. evil was Lex in this episode? X axis is time. Y axis is Lex's evilness. Well, then season four yeah. is like. <laughs> For the record, guys, she just made very, very yeah. zigzaggy like, up, motions, just up, up and down, up and down every episode. Yeah, but, yeah. I'm, I'm really serious. I think you should yeah, make a chart. Well, I think we'll add doing. that. We'll yeah. add that to our tracking spreadsheet. Lex yeah, is like, evilness like, on a scale of one to ten. For early episode. seasons, Lex, like this, like blackmailing is like fairly evil. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. So anyway, you, need, you need to establish like a standard and some yeah, we'll have criteria. to we'll have to we'll have to come up with a scale. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's a thing we'll have to do. Science. Yeah. <laughs> Science. So, uh, so yeah, so we, um, oh yeah, and then, yeah. Because then basically, like, this is, like, every, season two and three, it's, like, just a bunch of bad things happening to him, and then if it seems like he's done something bad, it turns out it's someone else's fault, and, like, he just right. got blamed for it. Right. But, yeah, in this season, he occasionally, like, actually does something a little bit evil. Yeah, no, he legit blackmails that dude <laughs> in a real serious way. So, yes. um... Well, also, if I could mention the wardrobe decision yeah. in that scene, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which was, was a dress shirt over a turtleneck. <gasps> yeah, which is, like, you could wear, you could wear, like, a dress jacket like a suit jacket over a yeah. suit jacket yeah that would be like kind of weird and retro but like acceptable yeah, yeah. no but, like a dress shirt i really think <laughs> that they meant to have him in a dressing gown and then decided it was too much <laughs> but the turtleneck was not enough <laughs> so they had to put something on top of it yeah God. well they're just hitting all the like he's sitting around and drinking scotch and playing billiards out of crystal which is just tumblers. like the thing yes. that he is doing yeah. all the time with giant stacks of cash next to right. him so yeah as, rich as like. things with wings said ah oh, yes this is how rich people act right <laughs> like this is what rich people do um sit around their turtlenecks drinking scotch yep 
Oh, the other thing in that first scene where Lex shows up at the Kent's farm, where after after he tells Clark, I'm not a criminal mastermind, is there's also a thing where he's like, but some people will never believe that. And he, like, looks at Jonathan. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, yes, certain people. Yeah, oh yeah and boy. Jonathan, like, makes a face at him. And it's just like, oh my god. That's so awkward. Like, God. And I feel like that's, like, I don't know, the writers are kind of trying to make him, like, subtle about things to some extent. I think that's like, the best they can do as far no, as, like, subtlety. No, that is those poor babies. <laughs> <laughs> that is the opposite of subtlety. Yeah. But I mean, he didn't just literally say it. Like, yeah. You know? But, yeah. But, like, yeah. as good as. Yeah. Well, and the examples of, like, Clark lying in this episode were really excellent, too. Because yeah. mostly he just, like, <coughs> literally didn't. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. When when he when Pete says, "How did you know she was in that cupboard?" and Pete and Clark says, "I could see through the door, Pete." And, and it's like, like, yeah. And it's like supposed to be like sarcastic as like cover, but like also Tom Willing's not that great at being sarcastic, so it's not like <laughs> it super kind of comes clear. across as I'm trying to tell my best friend that I'm an alien, but can't find find a good way to do it. And every time I tell him something, he doesn't think I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, but like also like when he's like trying to practice his x-ray vision by, like, looking into his own piggy bank, and Lana comes up, and Lana's like, oh, what yeah. are you doing? He's just like, I'm trying to count the coins. And, yeah. you know, he just, like, doesn't, he's just like, yeah. Yeah. He's guileless. Oh! And what? then there's the thing at the end, um, when he's, like, using his x-ray vision to oh, look, yeah. at, look at Whitney and Lana in that house. <laughs> when they've gone, they've just gone inside oh. Lana's house, and he, like, looks through the door. Oh my god! And they and- layer, they layer over the the, uh, yeah. the door yeah so they, <laughs> so they layer the shot of like of of lana and whitney like kissing like over the door as if clark has seen through the door but, but like, immediately <laughs> as soon as this shot happens like all three of us were immediately like what the fuck like that is totally the wrong size yeah they look because, like, like huge lana like, and whitney were like almost like, as tall as the doorway yeah, they wouldn't have fit through the door <laughs> no the, like way that the perspective should have worked no it was so <laughs> badly edited holy shit Aww, amazing it was so obvious wow um <laughs> yeah no this this episode was one of the most intensive, like, CGI use yeah, episodes so far, and a lot true. of that is not, like, great looking. No, but, but none of it was quite as No, that was the, the like, bad looking. Yeah. Well, that's, like, they could have done it better, and they no, just right. they just care. Yeah. yeah. As Somebody opposed to, like, the skeletons totally were. That right. Way. Yeah. Whatever. Where it's just, like, budgetary or whatever, yeah. you know? Like, they did the best they could. And, like, the thing was, with the skeletons, it like, that looked, like, like, fine. Awful. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, yeah. the, the, like, the Tina's weird green skeleton is pretty dubious. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That whole thing. But, I mean, yeah, but the thing about that was that that was clearly, like, somebody just looked at it was like, yeah, that looks good. Mm -hmm. Like, three other people looked at it and were like, looks good to us, too. And, like, nobody questioned the proportions on this shot. Yeah, so that was kind of the breakdown of this episode, I think, was there. Yeah, I think we've hit pretty much everything. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have any other final thoughts? I'd forgotten how bad season one of Smallville was. (laughs) (laughs) What a wonderful walk down nostalgia lane. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. It's really quite So terrible. bad. So glad we're voluntarily subjecting ourselves to this again. <laughs> it's a noble project, and I think you should be proud of yourselves. Uh-huh. Yep. It's, it's so proud. <laughs> so proud of us for choosing this life choice. Yeah. Um, a++. plus <laughs> plus. All right, so many thanks to Things With Wings for joining us on this episode. 
Before we get into our fan work recs, uh, we have an update on a comment that we made in the last episode. Uh, user at 5pm on Twitter uh, told us that, in fact, the bit about Lionel's books on tape was, in fact, a reference to John Glover has a number of audiobooks on tape, apparently, and so it was like yeah, the which, thing uh, with Lionel's books on tape was... I was, Almost certainly a reference yeah, to I that. I was not aware of that, but, like... But, but yeah, so so apparently so, we did so, not know this yes. thing existed, but that's but what so that that's, was a reference to. You know, to. that's the explanation of why they wrote that line into the show as a line. It still does mean that, in-universe, Lionel has, has right. books on tape. So, <laughs> right, right. But, yeah. No, that's cool. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so thanks so much to uh, 5PM to bring it, for bringing that to our attention. Good to know. Um, so, for our fan work recs this week, we have we got some femslash for you. Yeah, uh, cause we were looking, there aren't really a ton of, um, anything that we could find that we wanted to rec, like, specifically about Tina. Yeah, I and mean, I feel like there should be more stuff about her, yeah, but there isn't really. Not, I mean, it's also possible that some stuff is sort yeah, of lost I mean, to us somewhere. Um, and, you know, yeah. We so. didn't go really hard into, you know, back-scrolling right. a lot of live journal communities to, like, early yes. seasons. Well, I mean, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't even know where to start, so... Yeah. I have better things to do yeah. with my life, honestly. <laughs> we love you guys, but we don't love you guys that much. Um, there are lots of other good fix for X. Yeah, but so, um, I thought, you know, doing Fem Slash for that episode, this episode would make a lot of sense. Very appropriate. Very appropriate. So, um, so you want to start? Sure. Uh, so I am wrecking a fic, a fic, uh, Intimate Strangers by Faye J., which is a Chloe Lana future fic that was written during season one. So it's, you know, probably... Era, era appropriate. Yes, era appropriate and probably sort of jost at this point in some way. Right. Uh, as future right. fic, but yeah. Um, which is just this fic where, like, Lana and Chloe meet up as adults who have not seen each other for a while uh, and reconnect. And it uses some of the... Uh, then comics canon about uh, Pete uh, running on Lex's presidential ticket. Oh as yeah, movie. right. Um, and it the setup for this fic is that like Lana has was dating Pete for a little while, which that's also like comics canon in right, two versions where Lana and yeah. Pete end up together. Right, Lana and um, Pete get married, I think, in, in some, or something like that. Yes, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know if that's currently canon or what. You know, who knows? I, I, uh, or when it was. DC and I have been broken up since New uh, 52, so I don't know what the fuck is going on. But yeah, but so like, so this fic, Alana and Pete had been dating for a little while, and they but they recently broke up, and then Chloe, like, looks up Lana, and there's some good stuff, uh, kind of about, like, the way that Lana is treated by people. Yeah, um, which we have talked about <laughs> extensively. And then, yeah, just cute. Chloe Lana stuff, which is, like, I really think kind of out of, like, there's sort of no one on this show that I can really imagine. Well, so, okay, I can actually be, like, if Pete and Lana get get together in the future, I can imagine that actually being a healthy relationship. There's yes. nothing necessarily to say that that would not work. Right. Um, most, like, most all of the other guys that she actually dates at any point on the show, I'm like, no. No. <laughs> 
no. No. <laughs> um, and, like, I think Chloe Lana is a really good, like, like, yeah, that could actually be good. Like, well, they could actually, yeah. I mean, generally speaking on this show, this is one of those shows where I'm like, none of the dudes on this show actually deserve any of the ladies. Well, no, right. Uh, but also just, like... I don't know. I mean... But, I mean, Lana especially. Lana especially. Well, I mean, Lana especially just has, like, these terrible relationships with everyone. And, right. And, like, they're, everyone, like, views her as this particular thing. Right. That, like, is not really anything right. to do with who Whereas she actually is. Where she has... Chloe she's, is, like, like... She's, like, friends with Chloe. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, the, yeah. Chloe is the, is the only person on this show that she is friends with. Like, really? Right. Right. Like, she... Is, you know, there's various times at which she is supposedly friends with Clark, but, like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's 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 a lot of asterisks there. But, right. um, So that leads us into your rec. Yeah, also. so so I am wrecking another vid. Um, this one is by Talitha78, and this is the first time that we're wrecking a Talitha vid. This will not be the last time. We have... She's done a lot of small vids. Oh, she's she's are... such a talented vidder, and yeah, she yeah. has done a ton of small vids. Like, probably, like, at least a third of our small vid library, I mm. would say, or is, like, Talitha vids. I wouldn't vids. be surprised, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. <laughs> um, but anyway, so this one is called Faster Kill Pussycat, and it is, a it's a Lana Chloe fem slash vid, and, um, it's, the vidder calls this a, uh, hotness study, <laughs> which, like, feels about right to me. Um, yeah. it's, it's, uh, but it's a, it's a very, like, sexy Chloe Lana vid, but I really do... It's got so it hits some good emotional points, but it's very like for a show that's so about like dudes and the ladies are so there as like so often as like plot objects mm-hmm. and 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 uh yeah, like you know, we've talked about this before about how like Lana is a MacGuffin basically and yeah. Chloe has read the is there because she's read the script so she can right, progress the right. plot. <laughs> and this is a vid that's really truly about like like takes all of these clips that are really like and often especially with Lana, they're clips that are very like male gazy and right. and right. Um, well and also like a lot I feel like a lot a pretty high percentage of the Lana clips in this episode are like when she is not herself. This vid. Yeah. This, yeah. this vid. Like, yeah, no, that's um, definitely true. That's because, definitely like, that is true. when, that is, like, a lot of the time, that is the only time when she gets to, like, have a sexuality. Right, right. Like, of her, like, like, a sexual agency rather than just being, like, an object of someone's Exactly, desire. exactly. Um, Which is interesting in and of itself. But, yeah. so it takes a lot of these clips and sort of, like, recontextualizes them as, like, a... Uh, Lana Chloe storyline where they are just like about each other. Yeah. And right. um and I really like the recentering of that narrative. Yep. And also it's just very well edited. Yeah. It's it's just a it's a it's a very well well made vid, very very well put together and super hot. So uh that is those are our fan work recs. Uh yeah so uh as always, if you have any comments, 
fan work recs of your own or anything you'd like to say to us, you can find us at Talon Podcast on both Twitter and Tumblr. And uh, we will see you in two weeks. Only 213 more episodes to go. 